0: Wherever it is that we go, we are invited to be that energy of peace without talking about it, without announcing that that's what we're doing. We are invited to be so steadily that energy of strength and kindness that our very presence radiates through, circulates through the entire room. And the conversation shifts without our saying a word at all, because we are so firmly living the energy of peace that it broadcasts through us silently in the very way that we stand with our feet on the earth.
1: From Baltimore, Maryland, this is the Awake Yoga Meditation Podcast. Each week we share a part of a teaching from Swami Nityananda recorded live at an Awake Yoga Meditation event. To attend a live meditation or to join our free e-yogi community, please visit awakeyogameditation.org. We are meditating today on the subject of
0: peace. It is a subject that in all human times is welcome and a subject that in all human times, in all lands, requires great courage, great open-heartedness, great willingness to live The energy of peace very quickly takes us beyond words. I invite you throughout the words that I am about to speak to actually allow yourself to touch and to feel on an inner level with your heart, With that awareness that allows you to know when a friend has walked into the room, before you see or hear that friend, on an energetic level, you register the presence of that dear one. With that same awareness, we all carry that awareness. Allow yourself to deeply feel, to touch, to taste, to be nourished by the strength of peace. There is no energy that is stronger than the energy of peace. There is no energy that is kinder than the energy of peace. So the strongest energy in the universe is the energy of peace the energy of kindness and that is what we are presenting ourselves to we're allowing ourselves to be seen by that energy the direct pure palpable felt immediate contact with the energy of peace and then having nourished ourselves and strengthened ourselves, harmonized ourselves from within in relation to that energy of peace, then in very concrete practical ways, we invite ourselves to live that energy of peace in our kitchens, in our dining rooms, in our friendships, in our families, in our work, as we walk the streets, if we take a bus, wherever it is that we go, we are invited to be that energy of peace without talking about it, without announcing that that's what we're doing. We are invited to be so steadily that energy of strength and kindness that our very presence in a room or in a grocery store or in a post office, wherever it is, on a phone call, in a work conference, that silent energy of peace radiates through, circulates through the entire room. And the conversation shifts without our saying a word at all, because we are so firmly living the energy of peace that it broadcasts through us silently in the very way that we stand with our feet on the earth with the very awareness that we bring to every conversation of how interconnected our own life is with all life plant life and animal life the life of the earth the lives of all human sisters and brothers And from that awareness of our interconnectedness, from that silent realization of truth, we live naturally and effortlessly in the energy of bliss, in the realization of bliss. So this is said by many teachers in many different ways. The way that Lahiri puts it, Lahiri as a teacher in our line of teachers, he says that in tranquility, there is no sorrow. He also says that in tranquility, there is oneness, there is no blame. And so we very quickly can use those teachings as indicators, as pointers to connect us back with the energy of peace and the energy of bliss. Have I been feeling sorrow? Have I been holding on to blame? Either have I been blaming myself? Have I been blaming anyone else? Have I been blaming a situation? If so, that's just an indicator. Use it as a neutral indicator, a reminder that in some way then I am not fully allowing myself to live the energy of tranquility. I am casting myself out of bliss every time that I choose to hold on to sorrow, every time that I choose to hold on to blame. And so the Buddha offers very similar teachings as well. And I adore the Buddha in every way for every reason. I've especially been enjoying this week the way that the Buddha emphasizes that our practice of mindfulness is the same when we are beginning students of mindfulness and when we have realized everything that there is to realize in human embodiment. The practice is exactly the same. And what he says about the practice, we've already begun to touch upon. He says, setting aside worldly pain and sorrow, be ardent and vigilant and aware in your practice. That is mindfulness. So, mindfulness allows us to set aside worldly pain and sorrow. It doesn't mean that we will be immune from experiencing or observing moving through times that contain worldly pain and sorrow. It means that we do not need to be bound by them. So the Buddha tells us when we abide in bliss, we see things as they truly are. We see that we are of the nature of that which is never born and that which never dies. We are of the nature of that which never arises and of that which never subsides. In the realm of time and space, worldly trouble and sorrow do sometimes arise. They do sometimes subside. The Buddha says, observe them, watch them as they arise, watch them as they subside. Be ardent, vigilant, and aware in your practice of mindfulness. And again, I will repeat this. He says, This is true for every one of us. If we are just fresh, first starting out practicing mindfulness, and if we have gone all the way to full awakeness, to full awareness, still his teaching is setting aside worldly trouble and sorrow, be ardent, vigilant, and aware in our practice of mindfulness. And that's the energy that allows us spontaneously, brilliantly, creatively to respond to ourselves, to others, to situations where worldly sorrow and trouble do arise. And to respond in a way that catapults ourselves and others to entirely new dimensions of creativity and healing and possibility and interconnectedness and vitality that the human mind does not make it possible to access because the human mind loves to focus on the problem. And so the Buddha is inviting us to set aside our consciousness of the problem to open into the awareness that makes Unimaginably beautiful, unimaginably moving healing solutions available. And they arise spontaneously without our having to grasp, without our having to clutch spontaneously the way that a spring rises up, the awakeness, the awareness that is our true eternal nature. That is the energy that makes entirely fresh new worlds possible for ourselves and for everyone. And so the Buddha also offers a couple of very concrete, specific, practical pieces of advice to his students. He says, if you want to live these teachings, don't eat too much and don't eat too little, don't sleep too much Don't sleep too little. Remember the teachings. And this is the final piece of advice that he offers, which we will focus on. Spend time within the forest, away from various troubles and conflicts. And so I just love this teaching spend time within the forest, away from various troubles and conflicts. And the teaching is so poignant for many different reasons, but Buddha lived a lot in the forest. He lived in what he called, there has to be some kind of humor here, but he called them jungle thickets. And he defended living amidst jungle thickets to people who looked at him and said, why is the Buddha living in the midst of jungle thickets? And he even said that they were remote jungle thickets. So this was um, a choice that he made. And he said that he was able to dwell peacefully and mindfully and in, in enjoyment in the midst of these remote jungle thickets. He also said that he did it out of compassion for future generations. And so I am inviting us to visit a forest and to notice just what it is that this teaching makes possible for us and for future generations as well. The energy of the forest is with you and within you. The energy of peace lives in you. It is what you are. And when you are in contact with that energy, we live in the energy of truth and of bliss.
1: This has been a production of Awake Yoga Meditation in Baltimore, Maryland. If this teaching has resonated with you, please consider making a financial contribution of any amount. Awake Yoga Meditation is a vibrant spiritual community oriented around yoga philosophy and awakening to our true divine nature. Our mission is to empower you in meditation, yoga philosophy, joyful service, and freedom in your life and world. We offer weekly meditations for adults and children, spiritual discussion, and meditation instruction. All are welcome. This podcast is produced by Racha and Dhruv. For more podcasts, articles, and upcoming events, or to schedule a private, personal, spiritual conference with Swami Nityananda, please visit AwakeYogaMeditation.org. May absolute peace pervade the whole universe.